0: Back to what Sunday No-Huddle was like on the field back at Indiana. We bring it up so many times here in the Sunday no Hutto. He's Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. I'm Andy Olson. Not a great game for the Illini in the 23-15 loss to Michigan State. Snapping a six-game win streak. Robert, let's just start with your opening thoughts on what the game was. Just too many miscues, it seemed like, for the Illini.
1: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is that, you know, everybody was talking about Daniel Barker, the former Illini coming in. It was a different former Illini who was pinning punts at the 8 and the 1 who was uh, the difference in this game. You know, when you have a win game like this, field position is everything. And, you know, Michigan State was able to make Illinois go a long way to get to the end zone. And, you know, the story of the game for me could come down to that one drive that started at the 1. Illinois gets 80 yards on a drive. You start anywhere else on the field, that's a touchdown drive. You get 80 yards, you get to the 20, the wind's blowing too strong, you can't kick it. And I guess they were at the 19, they tried again, they tried on fourth down, didn't get it, and that's that. When you get 80-yard drives and you don't get any points, that's you're going to lose a football game, and that's, that's what happened. Is there anything you think that Illinois can take
0: out of this game? Because I think in the following weeks after the Indiana game, it was almost like a, a kick in the butt a little bit for the Illini. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going to lose one of your last four games, you know, not the worst one to lose, but mm-hmm. what do you think that Illinois may be able to take out of this moving forward?
1: I think the biggest thing and the you know there's a lot of talk about special teams. I think the biggest thing right now is getting points from your yards. Um, you know, we even saw it in the Minnesota game. They they got <coughs> excuse me, they got inside the 10 and would settle for field goals, you know, and there were so many drives that even Indiana, you know, just think of how many times Illinois's been at the two and either coming away from, with, with, with three points from a field goal or no points at all because they go for it on, on fourth down. Uh, that's the issue. You can't go 50, 60, 70, 80 yards and get no points at the end of that. That's the whole point. And so capitalizing on these drives is going to be the entire key. And, you know, this was the game that shone a spotlight exactly on that, that you have to – Put up either three or seven at the end of every one of these drives.
0: Illinois has been in the red zone 40 times this season. 30 times they've converted for points, field goal, touchdown. Only 16 times this season it has been that six points, mm-hmm. that touchdown. Mm-hmm. We know Brett Bielema loves to take these things and motivate his team, whether it be the bowling ball uh, ahead of their mm-hmm. sixth win or, or whatever else it may be. Do you think this coaching staff, not that they're happy to lose, but is happy to maybe to have a motivating factor to show these guys you're not invincible?
1: Yeah, I mean, this takes away a lot of the, I don't know, we'll call it crazy talk. I mean, you and I are standing here sometimes saying, you know, it's November and they control their destiny for the yeah. playoff and all this <laughs> stuff. This takes away all that craziness <coughs> and focuses it back on, look, Big 10 West is still there. It's still, you're still able to go 6-0 and in the division. Um, which would be really strange to go six and zero against the Big Ten West teams and go zero and three if they were to lose to Michigan uh, to the Big Ten East teams. But the, the West is still there to be had. Uh, that there's still the opportunity to go to Indianapolis to play either Michigan or Ohio State, and that's the goal. The focus is, you know, gone away from where where is the ranking in the CFP poll and all that, and focuses back in on win this division. Yeah, and Chase Brown had another good game today. It was one of his fumbles though that
0: ended a driver you mentioned that they were driving down the field a lot of yards no points Brown still leading the nation in r- rushing it seems like on offense almost nothing went wrong Tommy DeVito had a really good day was pa- spreading the ball around what is it going to take do you think just from watching this team to finish those drives because you mentioned they need to now the question is how yeah
1: I think you know some of it's gonna have to come from um, maybe get a little more creative play calling when when the when the the field shortens um, you know there's always this debate this this is a risk averse coaching staff w- we saw the devastation from the you know look at the Iowa game where they throw a pick at the one yard line you know they they seem to in my estimation when when it gets close to the end zone like Okay, three is okay here. Let's not throw a pick in the end zone. Let's not take any risk. Let's not try that quick slant. You know, let's not do anything that, that could, you know, crazy deflection ends up in a safety's hands. We're now almost to, you know, almost there and let's not do anything crazy. I, this is what's popping into my head. I equate it to if I'm on a long road trip and say I'm averaging, yeah, you know, maybe 12 miles over the speed limit. Yeah. When I get about 20 miles from my destination, I have this thought of, you know what? If I get a speeding ticket now, it ruins all <laughs> of the all the progress I made by going 12 over the speed limit, so I'll slow down to eight over, or six over, maybe four over, because it's really close, and I made up all the time I wanted to make up, but I could throw it away getting pulled over here. I feel like that's kind of what's been happening. As they get close to the end zone, it's like, let's not turn it over, and maybe they need to risk a little more for that reward.
0: 23 points allowed by the Illinois defense is the tide for the most that they've allowed all season with that Indiana game over in Bloomington. What did you make of that matchup, Illinois defense, Michigan State offense? In my mind, I think Sparty was probably the best offense that that defense has seen all season.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it was interesting that uh, Ryan Walters got up on Monday at the press conference and said, This is the best wide receivers. These will be the best wide receivers we face this year. And this might be the best offensive line. There were even some Michigan State media that took that and said, This guy hasn't watched much Michigan State football if he thinks this offensive line is good. And then we kind of saw that. They couldn't get to Peyton Thorne. They couldn't, you know, the, the the pressure that had been there wasn't, and the passes with this really good receiving core were being connected. And then that opened up the running game because they had to switch some things up. So, I, you know, I think Ryan Walters kind of nailed it, that, look, these guys have played a tough schedule, and they're a little better than we think, and this is a pretty good offensive line who can keep their quarterback clean, uh, and that's what we saw. And so, um, just, you know, interesting. We should probably pay a little more attention when these coaches are talking on Monday, because they do know what they're talking about. Yeah, and, you know, even if this was a moderate,
0: average offense I still think the defense played well enough Mm -hmm. to win to keep Illinois in this game and they had that chance to win all the way up until that last possession when they had the ball with 68 seconds left Mm -hmm. you just run out of time at the end Mm -hmm. was the way that the defense played a positive moving forward or is it a
1: maybe they're not the best
0: defense that's ever graced the grass at (laughs) Memorial Stadium
1: I mean I again, you're still holding somebody under 300 yards. So you're still, you know, they are still able to pull off what was unimaginable. I mean, my brain goes to the Maryland game in 2018, where it felt like Maryland could have had 900 yards. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, there was nothing stopping the Maryland offense that day. So compare that to this performance. This is 50 times better than that performance. This was, you know, Michigan State capitalizing those two times. Great. I mean, Let's give it up to their quarterback. That time he had, I forget who was about to sack him in his face, and he throws a dart into the wind to his top receiver in the back corner of the end zone. You, you tip your cap at that kind of play. They, they made the plays when they had to make the plays, and that's what you wanted to see from Illinois. You're, you're 25, 30 yards outside the end zone. Take that shot to the corner with your receiver. Um, and, and see if you can get a scoring strike because that's how Michigan State won the game.
0: Yeah, and it's, this started out a little shaky for Thorne in this one with the very first play from scrimmage being an interception for Sidney Brown, so he did a really good job of responding in this one. Mm-hmm. As we look ahead with the schedule, three mm-hmm. games remaining, Purdue at home, at Michigan, at Northwestern. They can't clinch next week against the Boilermakers now, mm-hmm. but in my mind, I still think of them as in the driver's
1: seat to win the division. Definitely, and you know, it's it's just very it's so crystal clear at this point. Like I said earlier, go six and zero in the division, and you've beaten every team in the division, and you go to Indy. You know, they should be able to beat Northwestern, although Northwestern's defense really turned it up again, another wind game. They really turned it up against Ohio State and held them to only 21. Um, but you know, it's still all right in front of them because of that Purdue loss at Iowa beat Purdue, beat Northwestern, and then whatever happens in the Michigan game is, is, is somewhat irrelevant. Or, you know, win, win the last three, shock Michigan, do something that alters the playoff landscape, and, you know, really have a, a, a great season. You know, look, seven wins, guaranteeing that, that uh, winning season is really, really good. Um, It's 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 way beyond any expectations and you know, you've kind of met that and everything in the rest of the season is gravy. You have your first gravy game and you lose um, to a team. You were favored by 17. That's not the best. um, But now it's all still right in front of them to uh, you know, to win that division. All right, let's play a fun game.
0: Let's bang through some of these
1: situations that
0: could end the year. Okay, How they go these last three games. Let's say. They go 0-3, 7-5. and, 3, 7 and 5. What is your reaction if that was the case?
1: My reaction is, I mean, look, I declared on the website a month ago that if they get to the seven wins, everything beyond that is gravy. So I will be the guy screaming seven and five, although disappointing when we were dreaming of ten wins, is still a step forward for the program and a decent bowl and something forward. So I'm, I'm still... I, I'm still in Gravyland, right? You know, like we said, I said, get to seven wins and in a season where Vegas had you at four and a half and you're and you're you're there, you've done something very significant. Wins over Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa. Get to that and you're there. So while it would feel like 2019 when they lost their last three after, you know, surprising everyone with the win at Michigan State, I'm still baseline with that one.
0: All right. And now moving up the chain, one and two, they win either against Purdue, against
1: Northwestern, finished the season eight and four. Okay, I've, I've been unwilling to talk about this, but I will <laughs> share this. So I have been tracking a stat. I can't believe I'm say this out loud. I've been tracking a stat for more than ten years. Okay. In, just for the Illinois fan base. And what I did is I wrote an article in like 2010, something like that, and I said, look, it's been – it's just been a long time since Illinois fans have had a plus season to cheer about. This included basketball and football. I guess I maybe wrote it in like 2013 or so, when the basketball team was, Weber was fired, and, you know, we, we were wondering what it would be. And so I drew this line, and I did some research, and I said, okay, for, for me, a plus season, a, a, a season a fan base feels really, really good about is a Sweet 16 team for basketball, and an eight-win, eight regular season wins for football. You get to eight regular season wins, you're going to a good bowl, you're flirting with the rankings, you've had a season season. You know, you've had that. And for basketball, it's all about the Sweet 16. You get to that second weekend, that's a successful season. I have hated myself for drawing those two lines for the last ten years because every year I have to write the article saying, This fan base still, you know, I had to write it after the Houston, after the Loyola loss. Mm -hmm. I had to say, I didn't mean it when I drew this line, but we still haven't crossed it. And so for a while, there were only three teams, Wake Forest, Colorado, and Illinois, three FBS Power Five conference teams that had achieved neither. Then uh, Colorado gets a 10-2 football season like 2016, and then it's just Wake Forest and Illinois. And then Wake Forest has had several 8-win, 9-win, 10-win football season since then. So now it's just Illinois. Since I started tracking this stat, Illinois is the only fan base that has not been able to say, there's my season. That was a great year. 8-win football season or Sweet 16. And now it's right there, right? It is. One more win, and I can finally put it to bed. I've been waiting. You know, I thought I would put it to bed Loyola. I thought I would put it to bed Houston basketball. I thought it was going to bed, and it's still hanging out there, and I just need one more win. So that... Is all I think about when you say eight wins. All right, and now keeping it a step further, two
0: and one. To me, this seems like the most likely scenario at nine and three.
1: And that's that's nine and three to me. The, just the trip to the Big Ten championship game. That's that's you recruit to that. Mm-hmm. That is, you can you can legitimately do something special. Uh, you, you can say, look, this is not just. Uh, we had a good season. This program's going somewhere, and you know you need to hop on board. I don't know why you'd consider, you know, let's say Iowa goes seven and five. Why would you consider Iowa? This is this is the team on the rise in the Big Ten West. Pay attention, to Illinois. So nine wins is a make everybody pay attention kind of season. Do
0: I even need your reaction for what a three and zero end of the year and a ten and two season would be?
1: Uh, that's where I faint and I <laughs> fall over. I have no words, and I'm just you know, I picture myself. Uh, you know, the first thought in my head is, I remember the players on the court after the basketball team clinched the Big Ten title, uh, doing their snow angels in the confetti. That's that's where I go in my head is snow angels. If if Illinois were to somehow go ten
0: and two, well, it is on the table still. Even after this second loss to the year, we joked last week about how it was feeling the same. Illinois somehow coming out with a win. It is a loss this time around, but it's mm. certainly. Far from a season-ending loss in this one, Robert. Definitely. Um, And and still so much to grow from. And still a lot to talk about these last three games.
1: Still so much on the table for this season. Um, And that's what, you know, winning seven of your first eight, that's what everything is still right there on the table.
0: Yeah, all right. That was the Sunday No Huddle, Robert. Thanks so much. We will do it again. Uh, How about next week? Yeah, let's do it again. How
1: about let me do it after a win? (laughs) That would
0: be a lot of fun. Thanks, Robert.
1: Thanks.